Welcome to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast, the school of life for star-obsessed witches. I'm Alexis, your host, and here I share esoteric knowledge for the modern woman, but everyone's welcome. This podcast is perfect for anyone who likes the stars, magic, and deep conversations between empowered people who inspire and support each other to live limitless lives. And today, I'm honored to introduce you to yet another amazing guest because I am going to be sharing with you the conversation I had with the our winning spiritual psychology coach and best-selling author Len Love. But before we dive into that I'm gonna read you what she would say of herself so that if you somehow are new to her world then you know what we're going to be talking about and I have a little bit of knowledge of who she is but I promise you you will come out at the other end wanting so much more because she's like incredible anyway I'm captivated by self-mastery driven by the knowingness that I was meant for more and dedicated to actualizing my mission and leading others to do the same passionate about innovation and dedicated to people who are self-activated, taking action and want to positively contribute to the evolution of humanity by leaving a legacy of love. Uh, Award-winning spiritual psychology coach and best-selling author, leading-edge healer, founder and CEO of A Bigger Mission and a very proud mama. And you will find out more about her, that but you can work with her to activate your leadership, accelerate your growth and birth the masterwork that you are here to deliver. And all of the links will be available in the show notes. And I I said this in the actual interview but the conversation shifted a lot of things for me as well. That seems to always be the case and I hope it will be just as powerful for you. I actually have no doubt. It's kind of like, why do we actually have this language where we're kind of like toning things down a lot? Oh, that maybe it's just a me problem. Anyway, I apologize if the audio quality is not as good as it should be because I had a little bit of tech issue on that day. But that's what happens when powerful people get in the room. You don't pay attention to the small things because the conversation is just that good and I hope that is how you will approach with an open heart and a little bit of forgiveness for this Luddite who is not that good with technology. And without any further ado I will let you in on our conversation and until next time keep living in wonder. Welcome to the show, thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest. It's such an honor to have you. And before we go in with my icebreaker, which is kind of like mixing up the order of things, what were you just saying in our conversation before we started? Because that's something (laughs) that people need to hear, if you remember what it was. Yes, I was just saying that that it's okay to show up, like uh, not in your ideal perfected way in perfection that sometimes that we're sick and we're not feeling 100% or sometimes we're, we might be a little bit sensitive or whatever, whatever that is for us at the moment is that it's really, it's just beautiful for us to show up as we are um, in our human way. Um, and that because that gives other people permission to do the same. We don't have to be perfect all the time, and you can still show up and and deliver something that is really beautiful. Okay, that was beautiful. I'm gonna cry. So when I do the icebreaker, it's always a little tarot card for the person that I'm interviewing, and I have the high priestess for you, which I think really ties in with what you were saying about permission to be ourselves, because it's very, for me especially disentangling it from like, the more spiritual side of it, which obviously we're going to be diving into today. The High Priestess really has this meaning of deep connection to the essence of who we are as a person and bringing that forward for others. 
So I think it's quite a beautiful coincidence that you were talking about that and I had the card staring at me because I pulled it before. And so, I love that. Yeah. And I, I love the idea of like the priestess, so being a student of a mystery school myself and really being uh, pulled and drawn to like ancient, ancient teachings and ritual and ceremony. Um, I, I wished I was in the time. I'm sure I was <laughs> in a past life or parallel life to be more accurate, but a, a high priestess. So I, I absolutely resonate with, mm. with the power and the message of that card. Would you like to dive into the fact that you are a student of a mystery school? Because yeah. that's <clears throat> something we never had anybody before who is coming from that perspective. But I also think it gives a beautiful depth to what it is that you do for people who are leaders in our society. So, yeah, I, I study the Sophia Codes and I. Um, I take classes uh, at Kaira's school, and she's deep into the mysteries, and she is definitely an oracle, delivering um, ancient practices in a modern way, and that's what I, I really love. I mean, I love the idea of sitting in a, a temple and going through ritual and ceremony and just getting to devoting my life to to the practice and in our modern world uh, that isn't necessarily available so how do we take all of these beautiful practices and integrate them into the here and now that's what I particularly love about um, Kyra and her school oops I've always been really drawn to those practices. Like, um, like I love that book, the uh, the Mist of Avalon, and um, okay. uh, I I read it twice. And I love the idea of like, ritual and ceremony and deep devotion to a practice, and of course, like the fun part, the the magic part, and uh, connecting to the essence of the things all around us and the knowingness that that we are in a relationship with our surroundings, whether it's the plants, the animals, the stars, with each other, that, uh, that everything has meaning and everything matters. And so I really, I love um, Kyra and I love her school and her teachings and her book, the Sophia Code. She particularly works with um, well, with Sophia God and uh, with Ascended Masters. And I love how practical she makes the, the process of being in a modern-day mystery school. Because we, we don't really have the same opportunity um, that we used to have in the past to like go in and live in the temple and chop wood and carry water, so to speak. And just to make that our, our life and practice. So how do we integrate the spiritual and the mysteries into our modern lives? And she makes it really accessible and really digestible. And um, I, I love that. It's, I just I love the mystique. I love the mystery. And I love the, the deeper connection to spirituality and to myself. And that's something that really struck me from the mission you have, which is very forward-looking, about um, accelerating growth and activating our leadership and bringing about the evolution of humanity with yeah. building a legacy of love. And so this idea of drawing back from very deep root comes really across. You come across really grounded in, in a very beautiful way, if I, if I may say so. Thank you. How do you find that tension? Because sometimes it's, it can be easy to just want to bypass what is, which is not particularly very good reality in the 3D right now yeah. for a future or yeah. for the past, in my case. But, yeah, how do you find that tension for yourself? Um, well, and that's a multi-layered <laughs> question because our lives are way more interesting and dynamic than we're taught that they are. 
know, we are eternal beings having this experience. And as I was saying about being in the mystery school, like our relationship and our interconnectedness with each other and the cosmos and nature and the planets, that's the reality of our existence is, is that we are all one and uh, we're constantly unfolding in this never-ending evolution and experience of, of ourselves and what, what can we be. And so the past and the present and the future um, are all also really interconnected and knowing that we are creators and that we create with intention um, and we create with our hearts and we create with our minds um, and that our creations are also uh, affected by our karma, which is our past parallel lives, our ancestral lineage, you know what family we chose to, to come into and why. Uh, which is uh, pretty much always directly linked to our karma. What are what are we here to transmute? What are we here to heal? Uh, uh, what part of our lineage can we elevate and uh, transcend and offer something new, some healing, and that that creates a ripple effect forwards and backwards within that particular lineage. Um, and then who we are, who we become in the process of doing all of that, also ripples out and creates waves. Uh, within ourselves, within our family unit, within our friends and family, and just how and who we are in in the world. So one person really can make a significant difference and impact and change. So knowing that and knowing how many amazing, creative, uh, loving, innovative, visionary people there are in the world, and that it really only takes a few of those, but I believe that we have, you know, a world full of those those people um, to create a legacy of love, to leave a legacy of love, to create the innovation that's necessary to um, help the planet heal and evolve into its its next stage. So, if that is what I believe and know and invest my energy in, then and so it is just like for every single person on the planet. We get what it is that we expect. We get what it is that we invest our energy in. And that's where um, doing the work becomes really important. Like being a, Having a spiritual practice or being intentional with what it is that you're creating, but also doing that healing, the healing practices, of, um, which mostly centers around doing subconscious reprogramming because we can have all of the best intentions in the world and know what our creative vision is. Um, but unless we rewrite or reprogram what's happening in our subconscious mind, then we keep reliving those patterns, which gives us or lends to that sense of frustration. So that maybe that sense of hopelessness, like, but look what's going on in the world right now and like what we're creating and, you know, that, that more of that worry and anxiety, that just goes down to uh, how you heal that, how you transcend that, how you transmute it and change it to create what it is that you want is looking at what your subconscious programs are and then, then changing that. And there's lots of ways to, to understand and know what those, what those programs are and so many amazing tools um, that you can use to help yourself to transmute those programs. Before we dive into that topic, <laughs> I will put you on the spot a little because I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear how did you find your path? Yes, clearly you find the one soul mission that everybody is always thinking of as like the purpose. Which to me personally, the purpose is just being the most ourselves we can possibly be. But that also at the same time could be having a big mission the same way that you do. And so how did you get to find it? The short oh story or the long, if you want. <laughs> it was so frustrating and so uncomfortable. And I was so mad for most of it because um, saying something like that, like our mission is to be ourselves. Like for me, for the longest period of time, it just sounded so stupid, right? Like that can't be the mission. It has to be something like 
bigger or better or more specific or more interesting than that. Like that, I just thought that was so dumb for so long. And I really fought against that and really thought that I had to like be something. I had to have a lot of pieces of paper and I had to wear a white coat and be really respectable. And like, that was something where like, creating you know being the inventor of this or the savior of that like that was that should be my purpose not being myself (laughs) um so it wasn't an easy or painless or um short journey for me because I fought against it for so long and I really didn't understand what that meant to to be myself Uh, And that for me, and it might look the same for a lot of other people, took a lot of work. It took a lot of uh, different types of therapy, a lot of subconscious reprogramming, a lot of meditation, a lot of journaling, a lot of movements, a lot of uh, healing, like self-love healing, self-acceptance. Ho'oponono is one of my absolute favorite tools for that but even even that even in introducing a lot of tools I'm like I can't like that doesn't make any sense it can't be that I can't just say thank you I love you (laughs) I'm sorry please forgive me and uh, the extra phrase I forgive myself um it can't be that simple like if it was that simple then everybody would be doing it and uh and everybody would be having a life that they want to have um And the tools and the process really is simple. It really, really is. It's just that it takes commitment and it takes effort and it takes consistency. Um, And it's never done. And that's what uh, often also along the journey, I would be like, well, I did that for a year. Okay. Like I can, I can be done now. Like I can do something else. Right. I did it, ta-da, We're, like I should have the results now, right? And there's a lot of those like shoulds. Um, I had a lot of the shoulds and it's not fair and why not? And this is stupid and I don't get it. And this is a big fat lie because it's not working. I went through all of those cycles um, and it doesn't work if you if you give up on it, it doesn't work if you're not doing it every day. And that was probably one of the hardest things for me to accept or, or get to. So I hope that's helpful to everyone listening. It's, I thought I could put in the effort and then, you know, relax a little bit. Um, but you can't, it's a daily practice. It's a, moment to moment practice and it's it's never done and as soon as you can accept that um and continually do the work which doesn't mean that like sometimes uh, i don't take time off and be i'm just gonna watch netflix all day or whatever that looks like um i definitely have those days but now i have the knowingness and awareness that um i can give myself permission so to speak to do those things Uh, And then it's picking up again where I left off and getting back into the practice of doing things and continually doing the work of uh, seeing what comes up for me to clear so that I can get to my next stage of evolution. And that's the fun. That's the game, right? It's like once you get to this, amazing. Then what's next? That's the, you know, your ceiling becomes your new floor, that saying. And, that, and that's the fun and knowing, knowing that and being able to look at it like that, that's also really important. It's supposed to be fun. And so it was a long, it was a long and uncomfortable journey because I fought every step along the way. And I didn't see how all of the things fit together, which um, might also be what you're experiencing as a listener uh, where, you know, I studied the, I studied like 12 different things. Um, and I, I, I loved them all, but I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, a, a master of none. 
Um, but it was always what felt the most authentic to me. And it was after many years, I, I began to see how they all interconnected. So it wasn't a quick journey for me, which doesn't mean that it can't be for you. Uh, everything is possible and we can uh, have instantaneous healing and we can have a knowingness and follow the path. Like right away, we can have an, be an overnight success. It, it does happen. And if it's, it's totally okay, if that doesn't happen for you, it didn't, it didn't happen for me. <laughs> and uh, now I can look back and see also why it didn't, because I needed to become the person um, along the way. And I just took longer because I fought against it every step of the way. Well, thank you for that. That actually shifted something for me. So interesting you mentioned that saying, because I believe that there is a second part that everybody always misses, is that it's something about they still vested in having no mastery at all. Mm-hmm. So that's something that has been helpful for me, re- reframing a lot of the things that I've done in the past that people have seen, especially in my family, have been very straight as failures and wasting money i have a master's degree in history and the only thing i do using those skills is this podcast which is not it's probably not making me any less money than i would make in academia because academia is underpaid but it's still not the kind of the prestige of being presenting paper and publishing and kind of things is not quite there when it's like your own platform and my main job is as a photographer so research skills are not exactly something that i do uh, for that but uh, another thing that struck me of what you were saying before the last one, and I kind of like forgot, so I'll go, I'll go back to the last thing. Oh, yeah, uh, my ADHD brain kind of jumping around on kind of, yeah, the last thing that you were saying about taking time and things are instant. And that kind of reminded me, you were talking earlier about the expectations and the shoulds and the things. And lately I've been sitting with this idea that sometimes we may block ourselves by thinking that there's a problem instead of yeah. kind of like let it make, creating the space for integration yes. and letting do anything. So it, I like when people admit that they sometimes spend time just watching Netflix or whatever else, because it's some, it can be easy to look up to someone who is in a position such as yours. It's kind of like amazing results and achievements you had in your career. And being in the spiritual industries, especially, it can look like the guru from the tr- like the tradition when they were like all separate and ascetic and things and, and you're kind of like looking at yourself a bit am I good enough at my spiritual practice since it's not like the entirety of my life and I like my entertainment and I drink my champagne and all these things that other people are kind of like doing and you're like <laughs> I love that people are owning up to it more and more because I like sometimes in like personal brands and things on Instagram in the past few years, I saw this vibe that everything is very ascetic and all of the yoga and the green juices and we don't eat bread kind of win at fall through kind of things from the Jesus goopy era. Water into wine, <laughs> so I don't I don't see the problem with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's about I love keeping it real. Yes. That there is no like the, I believe in the higher self and the higher self is just your most authentic version of you that is untouched from all of the conditioning from society your family your lineage it's kind of like your highest potential rather than some kind of archetype of a better version of you if that makes, those things that makes exist sense. it makes sense and those things are true and the other part also is true um, understanding and knowing self-love and choosing things. So choosing beverages, choosing food, choosing practices that um, are healthy for your heart, mind, body, and soul. And we do absolutely know that um, there are a lot of toxic choices that are are essentially poisoning our body, you know, uh, alcohol, cigarettes, and certain certain drugs and um, uh, certain foods for sure. So there is a responsibility in making making smart choices. Make it, and when I say smart choices, I mean choices that are 
are honoring uh, where it is that you want to go. So, mm-hmm. so do I want to evolve spiritually? Do I want to evolve as a human? Well, part of that is like a detox and cleansing, um, purifying yep. your heart, mind, body, soul, your energetic field. All of those things are also part of um, of healing and of upgrading and evolving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is true, too. So, you know, as much as I love champagne and, <laughs> and wine and all of those those beautiful things. It's not something that I'm doing every day. It's more of, no, of a, a celebratory um, experience or a gathering and enjoying food and having like wine be be the complements to to that experience or process. So you know, we use we get to use our our intuition as you were saying and and know when something is okay and when needs to take a break from something or when we need to cut something out because that's also the truth Mm. yeah that's the thing for me is the idea is this coming from you from a deep desire and an understanding that is the best thing for you in this moment or is this coming from trying to meet a standard that comes externally because you feel like you're not good enough at whatever you aspire to be because you're not making the decisions that are socially acceptable, which is yeah. another form of conditioning. You have the conditioning from the broader society that probably is very much about excess, and then you have the conditioning on the other end where you may be holding yourself back a little bit to try and look like somebody else and look legit. So that's kind of... That's if it's coming from a place of deep healing, that's a different yeah. matter. Like, I know that, uh, I, I believe I have a knowingness that actually um, alcohol isn't good for me. I shouldn't have any ever, even if it's a, a, a celebration. It's, probably, it's, it's not really good for me. I know that. And it's my human choice to be like, I know that. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. So when there's a birthday, when there's a wedding, when there's a whatever, I'm going to have some champagne. And and it's okay to it's okay to be human, but I do have an awareness that it does likely slow me down or or even stop me from maybe getting to exactly to where I want to go, and it's okay that I can make that choice. You know, I'm not gonna not likely gonna be an ascended master and now <laughs> making those choices. Yeah, you know. Um, there is there is a particular path, and it does require a lot of discipline, and and that's okay. It is also okay to to choose to be human in, in many respects. But don't don't kid yourself. Don't lie to yourself about it. Be honest with yourself. And I, I think that's the difference: is really being fully honest with yourself and making conscious choices because it just, it brings me joy. I authentically just love it. It brings me so much joy. It fills my heart. I, I yeah. love like, the crystal glass. I love the, the color and the sparkles. I, I love it all. I love opening the bottle. Yeah. But again, it's not an everyday thing. Yeah, no, for me neither, actually. It's a special occasion. I do use my champagne glasses for my smoothies, though. So oh, beautiful! Here is that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I not have the pretty things anyway. But yeah, now kind of reminded me when you were talking about how the tools are so simple, and then I'd like to dive a little bit into the tools that you use. But yeah, it is so simple. And you were saying if it was, if it's really that simple, why is nobody, not everybody doing it? Yeah, and that's kind of like because it asks you. Yeah. Things are much more oh, difficult God. than the tools. So and that's funny. just the reality of it. It's, yeah, it um, is really funny, even like living through it myself, as we all do like every day. It's it's really simple to sit down for five minutes and meditate, right? You're not going to get to that, that point of stillness within five minutes, but it's pretty simple to just turn everything off, set a timer for five minutes, close your eyes, and just be with yourself. Not even be in quiet, not even get to the zero point or that, you know, the connection of, of oneness, just to sit with yourself and not mm-hmm. use anything else. It's so simple. And we all have five minutes. Like you could stay in the bathroom an extra five minutes, you know, or if you're like, I don't have any place to be or any place that's quiet, you do. 
You do. You have you have five minutes and you do have a place. It's just mm-hmm. deciding to do it. And that's where we're getting in our way all the time. I did and I, I still do. I get in my way all of the time. Where I have to like reevaluate and double down and look like what it is that I'm doing and what do I want to be doing and why aren't I choosing that? And then I go through the tools, the same tools I go through with my clients and I'm using on myself all the time. And that's why I use them because that's what works and that's like the fast track or that's the shortcut because I like shortcuts. It already has taken me so long. I don't want it to take any longer. So how can I how can I expedite the process for myself and, and for others? So all of the tools are simple. It's really just stop. Stop. Start to actually ask yourself questions. Like, what do I actually want? Because we're all just in this haze all the time. And even, even when we're not, we still are. We could go deeper. Like, what do I actually want? What is What do I actually want? I know that that seems like such a simple question, but most people can't answer that because we are editing to what, not what we actually want, but what we think is possible. What we want to do is is marry. I don't even know who some super Hollywood star or some pro athlete or some maybe that's what you actually want or think that you want because we could also examine that. But um, it's fun to just let yourself dream. What do you actually want? Okay, I want to marry that person. Well, why? Well, likely, if you're choosing that, it's all surface things. But those things are important because those are giving you clues. Oh, well, because they're really attractive. Maybe they're really fit. They're, they're really charismatic. They're, they're really successful. They have access to all these things. Okay, so maybe that's what you actually want. Great. So write down all those things. Okay, yeah, actually, I want access to a private plane. I want access to really fun parties where I get to get dressed up and um and dance and and meet these other kinds of people like I'm just using that as an example it doesn't have to be it's like you're reading my soul (laughs) is is to have a family and to have a, a house or to have a farm or like what does that look like for you and be really really honest with yourself and even that is going to be hard because you're going to be editing yourself. So just keep practicing that. That's a great, simple process that will be actually kind of hilarious because you'll start to notice, wow, I edit myself so much. I didn't notice this because I'm sitting down to ask myself what I really want and I actually don't know. So you do that once and you do it again. Okay, once I have this, then what do I want? So if you married that charismatic person and you've gone to all of those parties and you had your private jet and all of those things, then I'm just picking those things because for most people, they seem so out of reach, but they're, they're really not. You can have them. Um, okay, once you have that and once you've done that for a couple of years, then what do you want? Well, you know, now that I've had all of those things and I have all this money and all these experience and all these connections, what I want to do is this. And that's getting you closer to what you actually really want. That's getting you closer to, oh, what your actual, like, soul signature, your soul desire really is. Once I get that, what's the next step? And then there's never really the full answer because we're always growing and changing and we're always reaching for something different. But it does always relate around a central theme. And you'll you'll find that as you start asking yourself those questions and refining and refining and refining. Mm -hmm. There's one thing that struck me from uh, your bio, is studio that you attracted to know the knowledge that you were meant for more and yeah. that's kind of a very terrifying prospect for me because I've always had that feeling myself and it's always been shut down and there's always been that who do you think you are kind of mindset in in my family and obviously reflected to me pretty much everywhere 
And now you're talking about all of those examples and very seem very outlandish and very like why would anybody in that position even care about marrying you kind of situation and you were like but all of the material things are actually not that unachievable and people think they are why why do you think that we're so reluctant to admit when we want things that are a bit on the material side and a bit on the higher side that's what that's we're spectrum. taught like and and that goes back to the the multi-layeredness of our of our experience that we're so much more than just this and that we are all meant for more because we are all eternal beings where we are souls that have lived in eternity and had so many different experiences and this is just one of many and it's it's a beautiful opportunity and experience. We are meant for more. We're so capable of all of the things that we see every single person achieve, we're capable of. It's within us. If it's within one, it's within us. Because we're all reflections of each other. And we're all here. That's how we're all here to inspire each other. When you see something or hear of somebody do something that seems incredible to you, um, hearts heartfelt to you like you know people that overcome these what seem to be insurmountable odds um birth something within us or people that are leaving living these like really extreme exceptional playful lives seem really outside of the box to us and that's only because one they were in those situations um where they we're all, and we're all in those situations every single day where we're forced to face ourselves and make a choice. Am I going to dig deeper within myself to find what it is that is necessary to overcome this obstacle? Or am I going to hide away? Am I going to hide away and give up, give in and give up? Um, we're faced with that, with those choices every single day. Even like right, right from the moment of when we wake up, am I going to get up when I intended to, when I set the alarm? <laughs> or am I going to give in and stay in bed for a couple of more minutes or whatever that looks like? And they all seem like small things and they are all small things, but they're also really big things. Every little choice, every little choice point is guiding us in a particular direction and and leading to the destination that we're headed to is that the, the destination that you that you're choosing that you're choosing sorry that you've chosen <laughs> um or are have you given in you know ask yourself those those questions those are really important and sometimes it's okay what i would recommend when you give in like when you're like nope I'm pressing snooze because I just feel like it. That's okay. Like, move on from there. But notice, do I do that every day? What am I keeping myself from? Then that's an opportunity to to do the work there. There's just a lot of layers as well. And they're just such a small choice of why do I need that extra time? What, What do I need to shift? What do I need to shift? And then there, there comes that layer. Okay, where's this patterning from? Is this is this my patterning? Is this uh, part of my lineage? Is this collective? Is this societal? So that's where it becomes, yeah, all of those things are influencing what it is that we think is possible. And the feedback that we're constantly getting from our surroundings, uh, from from our family, from our friends, from our culture, from our religion, like from all of the things. What's the feedback that you're getting? What are they telling you is possible? So just for as an example, like with your master's degree in history, well, what you're being told is that what you're doing uh, with that degree isn't valuable because it should be this. So that's the messaging. But who's to say? Mm-hmm. Who's to really, really say that, Right. Are you going to are you going to take that feedback and integrate that as your truth, or are you going to say, 
No, actually, I just got the master's degree in history because it brought me joy. I was really interested in that subject, and I loved the process of getting a master's. And now that I know myself in this new way, I have a greater knowledge and awareness as to what it is that lights me up and what I want to do with my time and how I want to invest my life into what it is that I'm creating. So I'm going to take the knowledge and the experience of having achieved that, and I'm going to invest it this way, which is outside of the box of what it is that our society and our education system and our families is telling us that we should do. Just because they're only giving us one perspective and one possibility doesn't mean that there's not a thousand different ones. And so that becomes retraining ourselves to, okay, well, that's what they think is possible. But this person thought it was possible, like electricity or lights. Like how many people said it wasn't possible? And Mm -hmm. how many times did he fail um, before it is that he created something new? And that's... That is true for all of the things that we have. Along the line, somebody told the the creators of everything that we use today that what their dream was, what their idea was, what their desire was, was impossible and that they shouldn't do it. It's a waste of their time. They should do this, 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 and this. Um, They were shunned. (laughs) You know, a whole bunch of really uncomfortable things, but they they went with their vision and their idea anyway. So that's the other part is it it takes courage. It, It takes courage to be yourself. It takes courage to follow your path. Um, So, and that's part of the work too, is, is, is having the ability and the strength and the courage to go against the grain, to go against the stream, so that you can actually end up being in the stream and in your flow and everything actually ends up becoming easier for you. And that's why it also feels so hard is because what we're being told is possible is, is so small. And goes against what is innate within us and so it feels like we're fighting every step of the way because we are because we're fighting against our natural flow and current of of who we are so if we just allow ourselves to do that uh, initially it's hard because we have to undo and go against so so many people and so many programs but once you actually sit into that and fall into that then everything does become easier and you're in that that stream and that flow that you hear people talking about. But again, it takes work to get there. And I think that's the piece that most people are missing or not wanting to do. They wanted, I know I wasn't, that's why I can say that. I mean, I, I wasn't really wanting uh, to do so much work, but it's so much work. It's so much work. And but then it's, at some point, it doesn't start to feel like work. It starts to feel like joy. It starts to feel like the natural, your natural inclination, the thing that you want to do. Like going to the gym. Everybody knows, mostly everybody knows that relationship of going to the gym. You never want to go to the gym. <laughs> Nobody, well, I, mean, I think you That's do. That's something we do. The gym, but at first, you don't want to go to the gym. But once you have arrived there and once you actually do the work, how you feel afterwards and you start to see the results, you're so glad that you went and you wonder like, why did I fight myself for so long when I feel this great and I look good and I'm healthy and I have a a great amount of energy and all of these positive things. It's like you question yourself as to why you ever thought that because there's really (laughs) nothing negative about it. So, excuse my phone right now. Um, yeah, so just like that with doing your, your daily practice and your work is that it's going to feel like work for a long time until it doesn't. And you, you get to do it. And that's how you get the results. 
That's a beautiful segue in my one last question, although you're welcome if you have any more thoughts you want to share to do that. But picking up on the fact that you use me as an example, I do think that what I do with the podcast is really valuable because it allows me to bring people like you to my community and have this beautiful conversation that transformational and life-changing. And I think that's a lot more valuable than writing a paper on something that's going to be seen by very few people in an academic journal. So just putting it out there in case anybody was wondering. But the final question I wanted is, um, since you have a very big vision about the legacy that we are here to live, would you like to share what that vision is in your words? My vision is just, or my truth is that everybody matters. Every single person matters and we are all here for each other and to inspire each other. That's why we love stories so much, whether it's a fictional story or, or an autobiography or a biography. Like we love stories. We're so inspired by them. We're so touched by them. Uh, so we are all here to awaken each other and every Everything that you have experienced in your life, it, it matters. And so sharing your story and what it is that you've overcome, what it is that you dream of, what your ideas are, they all have value. What it is that something that I do, something that I create, could be the thing that unlocks the key, the key code within somebody else that enables them to connect to the inspiration within them to create the, the next amazing invention, invention that's going to help uplift and shift our planet. Or it could just be that something that I say or you say um, changes that person's day and then they go on um, and continue to to spread that shift along with every other person that they're interacting with. And those things create ripples. As we see that with something as simple as when you buy somebody a coffee, you know, in, in the back of the line, it's so simple. And think about how, what a tremendous shift that makes to every single person in that store. And how they go on and they share that experience and that lightness within their heart and their being. And that's just something so simple. And, and that's the thing is that that's all we have to do. That's all we have to do is just be us and do those simple things, those simple heart opening things. And those are the things that end up creating our legacy of love. We think that it has to be, at least I did, has to be this huge thing and that's a legacy or that's creating a difference that's making a change yeah absolutely but so is buying the person behind you in line a coffee so is opening a door for somebody that's carrying an armload of boxes so is helping somebody on the street that is lost all the little things and all of the big things are all equally important. We just, if we all each did what we could do and what we felt inspired to every day. Because a lot of times, even even now, I'll be like, oh, I should go and do that thing for that person. Like if, I, if I see an, an older person like trying to cross the street uh, and I'm on my way to somewhere, I'm like, uh, sometimes it's like, no, I'm going to stop and I'm going to help them cross the street. Simple, right? And sometimes I'm like, nope, I've, I've got to be here. I've got to do this. But so I, I didn't do what I was supposed to do because I saw it and I felt the inspiration that I was meant to go and help them and I didn't. So it's those, it's those choice point moments for all of these little things that that's creating your legacy. That's what's leaving your imprint. That's what's creating or not creating that ripple effect that you are here to create. So just knowing, and the reminder is, the loving reminder is you matter. You are so important. There's only one of you in the whole entire universe. 
and there only ever will be one you. There's never going to be another you in the history of creation. That is a big deal. You're a big deal. You're amazing and you're important and everything that you do makes a difference. So make good choices (laughs) and follow your heart and listen to those little bits of inspiration. So show up to the inspiration, show up to your intuition and show up to those moments. And that's how you will definitely leave your imprint and your mark and your legacy of love. That's beautiful. Gonna make me cry. (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to add to our conversation before we wrap up? I I think that that was a very beautiful way to end. I I, the only other thing I could add is um, that I have my latest book is a bigger mission, and it is in alignment with what I just said because it's twelve of us, twelve authors sharing a story. Um, about a traumatic incident in their life and what it took from them to overcome that um, and how it shifted the trajectory of their lives and the impact that it had on the people in their lives. As we all, as I said, we all have a story. And um, I, I love that book, A Bigger Mission. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's just so full of, of rawness and a story that everybody can connect to and gain an insider inspiration from. Yeah, I look forward to reading it myself, but everything would be in the show notes on how to find the book, how to find you on social media and everywhere, your website, how to get in touch if someone wants to work with you. So I guess that we can live with the words of wisdom that were beautiful and I'm about to cry, so it's probably best if we end it here. I absolutely loved having this conversation with you and it's always so powerful for me as a host as well as the people who then listen and then let me know. Not everybody, I don't get tons of messages. I'd like to get them, but people haven't been flooding my inbox with that. But when someone does tell me that something touched them, it really means everything. So... I'm looking forward to this coming live and people being able to hear what you shared. And thank you so much for bringing your energy, which is beautiful, and your wisdom with us today. Thank you. Thank you for living into your legacy of love and showing up and, and doing this amazing podcast. Thank you.